0: lights have been dimmed water has been sipped i'm ready to go welcome back to the hindsight podcast i'm john aka the committer of war crimes okay we want answers why did you resist a police officer why are you police officers i blew up malaysia you know ghani tess was a goofy show bro like (laughs) when i think back on the show like i have fond memories of it one because everyone used to call me johnny test is like a nickname in like school and whatnot along with like johnny bravo and all that other stupid stuff but still just like i have fond memories of this show but like there was a live stream on youtube as there so often seems to be of like a rerun of like all johnny test episodes and i was watching it and i was like Yo, this is trash. Like (laughs) this is kinda trash, bro. Like, the animation is just like wacky. And then also, what is up with that freaking whip sound? Like when I remember the show, like I don't remember that like whip crack noise being in it so much. But they abused that sound bite like so much in the show. It is like overused. It is madness. But hey, at least I still have the fond memories. Like in the nostalgia part of my brain. I'm going to pretend like I never saw that. And I will probably never watch Giant Test ever again. Just so I can keep the fun memories of this show. But like. That show is goofy man. <laughs> Either way. It is Wednesday. June 16th. Hopefully you're having an absolutely amazing day. As always. Hopefully. I don't know. You usually something to say here. I don't have anything to say here. Hopefully, your phone is fully charged on your way to work. Hopefully, you didn't forget to charge your phone last night. Because that would suck. Real shame. If you do that. You know, actually, like, if you keep your phone on the charger, like, overnight. Because usually, I mean, if you have, like, a somewhat modern phone. A phone made in the last three to four years. Uh, well, no. Backtrack. If your phone is older <laughs> then like... The last two to three years, I would say, actually. Then, like, keeping your phone on the charger, like, all throughout the night is actually pretty bad for your phone battery. Because, like, it can, one, overheat two. uh, It ruins the actual battery itself. Uh, Modern phones, though, usually, either one, pace themselves. Like, I know iPhones, at least. I can't speak for Android. But I know iPhones, at least. Like, newer iPhones. Like, the 11 and the 12. Like, if you plug it in overnight... It'll like uh, it won't fully charge until when you would usually wake up because AI <laughs> AI knows when you wake up because of course that's when you would pick up your phone most humans uh, in developed countries the first thing they do when they wake up is pick up their phone so then obviously your phone knows oh they woke up because I wasn't being I wasn't I weren't yeah I wasn't being used. For the last like 8 hours. I know what time it is. And now I'm all of a sudden being used. And somewhat of the morning time. You can deduce that the person was sleeping. Now they woke up. So the phone will like slowly charge. But also just like the physics of battery charging anyway. Your phone will charge super duper fast. This is just any phone in general. But like your phone will charge super fast. Usually at the beginning. But as it gets closer to fully charge, It slows down how fast it charges. So that's just the physics of batteries i guess either way (laughs) hopefully your phone is fully charged i don't know why i went to so much depth about that but yes you know if you're having an absolutely amazing day uh my day going pretty swell i must say why is it going pretty swell john i'm glad you asked i'm glad you asked even though you ask pretty much every day or i assume you ask every day why my day is going the way it's going. But <laughs> my day is going pretty great because in the most surprising event that has happened with this whole car ordeal, the guy actually followed through with something that he said he would do. <laughs> like he called this morning that uh someone was going to the auction and he asked that person to pick up a title for him. Uh and they did. They brought it back to him so he called again saying they had the title and he was going to mail it to us. I did not trust that. My dad, of course, also did not trust that. So he was like, nope, don't mail it. Just hold on to it. I will come and pick it up from you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is what is going on at the current moment. I'm, I'm assuming my dad has already done that. God, my dad hasn't been home for a minute because he, well, he, he had a, a meeting, a physical in-person meeting because work stuff. And he's supposed to go after that. I mean, he's going to be able to end at 3 o'clock. It is now past five, and I don't really know the distance from where he was supposed to meet the person or where his meeting was at and where he would pick it up. It doesn't matter. (laughs) All I know is that he's picking it up, or he's already picked it up, or he's on his way to pick it up, or either way, we're getting the title today. That's the important part. So, with that information uh, being relayed this morning, I decided I would go get the emission test done, even though I was probably gonna do it today anyway, whether I was getting a title or not. I just wanted to get it done and have it ready to go. So whenever I do get the title, I can just go register the car. But yeah, to get to go get it registered, not registered, to get the emissions test today. Of course, it passed. No surprise there. Pretty much every modern car passes emissions test. So like, yeah. <laughs> Although, I will say, driving the car and being able to, like, drive the car without having to go super slow, because like my dad's behind me trying to cover up my lack of a license plate, uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. It's a nice car. It's solid. Solidly built. Well planted. Felt good. Mm, Felt good. And also, of course, I'm not taking it on major roads. Taking it to the back roads. And so, you got that, you know, nice bobbing and weaving in the back roads. Putting your foot down the pedal a little bit. Letting the engine purr it was nice, (laughs) it was enjoyable, it was enjoyable, but uh, yeah, now that that is done now, the title is now officially in my possession, or will be officially in my possession in like the next hour or so, when my dad gets back, I can get it registered tomorrow, because the tag office closes in like 30 minutes, so that's not happening today, (laughs) but I can get it registered tomorrow though, so actually, by the time you hear this episode, I of you don't listen to this episode at 8am exactly. My car will be registered, and I'll be back to whipping it out. Yes, sir, I'm happy. (laughs) Kind of poetic, actually, because that's pretty much two months exactly to the day of the accident that I will have the car registered. Actually, minus one day, because that will be the 16th. The accident happened on the 17th of April, but just about two months. It's very poetic. It's poetry. It rhymes. God, I forgot who said that. It's stupid meme. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I'm just happy to, to have the car, not only to have my own car again, but two, so I can get back to working. That's pretty much been a two-month break from work. I'm ready to get back on the grind. Like, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I have enjoyed the time off, I guess you can say. Uh, there was like, it was like a bell curve of enjoyment of the time off so at first it was enjoyable and then towards the middle of this season it was infuriating like (laughs) not because of the whole car ordeal but just like being bored and being like at home and not doing anything i had anything to do it was just highly highly annoying and infuriating and i was just mad at myself for getting into the accident and you can't go back in time and fix it. But I was like, if I just had never done it, I would have my car, I'd be driving. But I'm like, okay also if you never done that, you know, certain things also wouldn't have happened. So, you know, you take the, the positives with the negatives and negatives uh, with the positives. But then on the other end of the bell curve, kind of where I'm at now, it's like, I'm back to the point where I'm like, okay, I mean, yeah, ain't much to do. I could find stuff to do and I have found stuff to do, uh, but, you know, it is what it is you take it on the chin, keep it pushing, but, uh, I will say, I, I, I the time was pretty well spent towards the tail end of it, <laughs> it was pretty well spent, because, uh, you know, I worked on some stuff, I, uh, learned some new things in terms of programming, I uh, put heavy work into the podcast, so, like, it wasn't just, like, a waste of time, it was generally time, uh, well spent, it's just that at this point, I've kind of run out of things to do, you know, now that I've kind of done all those things. So, yeah, you know, I'm ready to get back back to work. Ready to get back into it. Ready to get back to making some bread. Who doesn't like making bread? Everyone likes making bread, especially bakers. That was a stupid pun. I don't know. <laughs> just popped in my head. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, on the topic, actually, I have nothing to do when it comes to talking about my day. Uh, besides taking my car for the emissions test it has just been another one of those like really lazy days you know what i mean because like it just there was nothing to do i didn't think it was going to be that way you know entirely so like i had some homework to do uh for my information systems class and uh it was assigned last week it's due tonight i could have done it earlier but I specifically pushed it off, not for procrastination purposes, but because, like I said before, I think I've said it before, I've been trying to, like, space out my responsibilities that's what they have to do so I can, like, have something to do each day so I'm not just, like, bored and doing nothing. So, like, with the way I try to space things out, this just got pushed to today, right? That makes sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, I went to do that. Thinking that it would take some time and it only took like three minutes to do, like barely even three minutes. Like it was literally the simplest, most basic thing. (laughs) Like it was so dumb. Like, (laughs) oh man, it didn't fill up any of my time. And that was super disappointing. Like, and it wasn't disappointing because the homework was easy. Like, I will take easy homework any day over super hard homework. Like, that's. Yeah, of course, I'll take easy homework. It's just that I planned for it to take some time. So, like, because it didn't, I just didn't know what else to do after that. Like, my government class is pretty much over. I talked about that last week in Just Chatting episode. And like, this class, the government class, uh, it was set up to only take a month. And that month pretty much ends tomorrow with our final exam. So, there's no work, no more work to be done in that class uh, Although, speaking of work, to done on that class, you remember in that episode, I talked about having an essay that I had to do, or that I did that same day, actually, and submitted, and I did pretty well in that essay, got the grade today. So, yeah, yeah, 94. Not complaining about that one. <laughs> actually, a teacher emailed me uh, about my essay, because my title that I put on it, uh, so my, my essay, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but it was about uh, the debate, it was on the debate, uh, around gun control, like, the Second Amendment, all that stuff, so I titled my essay, wait for it, Up in Arms, which <laughs> don't, a pretty solid, a pretty solid essay title, in my opinion, Up in Arms, you know, right, To bear, I'm not gonna explain it, it's, you, you, understand, if I explain it, it kinda ruins it, so, <laughs> When a teacher emailed me, he was like, yeah, this was... It was one of uh, the most creative titles out of the ones that he graded today. Out of the S's grade today. I couldn't read all of them today. And so, like, you know, kind of cast me up a little bit. And usually, I don't respond to emails like that. Uh, (laughs) I'm saying that as if, like, (laughs) I always get emails from my teachers complimenting me about my work. That is not the case, all right? (laughs) Like, that is absolutely not the case. It was only, like, this class... That I got I got an email from my teacher many of my work, in uh, my human geography class last semester, which I talked about a couple of times. Whenever that happened, about him complimenting me uh, about you know the work that I've done. Strangely enough, now that I think about it, it seems that only male teachers compliment me on my work. Interesting, because like my chemistry class that I took uh, my first semester at uh, this college, which was fall twenty nineteen. He was also a male teacher. Uh, but my professor there, he complimented me on my final project uh, because of my research, for one. But then, two, because he really liked the title of my presentation. <laughs> because we were doing, like, uh, research on, like, uh, color refraction, stuff like that. Or like, if there was certain, we're talking about certain dyes, and, like, if certain dyes actually benefit or hurt the product... So, I was re- looking into the colors of glass cleaner because glass cleaner is almost always blue. So, I'm like, why is glass cleaner always blue? It's like, is there a reason why glass cleaner is blue? Actually, there is a reason why glass cleaner is blue. Fun fact I'm about to go deep into this for no reason. <laughs> but to talk about my research that I did on this project, the reason why glass cleaner is blue is because when glass cleaner was first created, uh, they dyed it blue. So that way, it would be easier to see how much you had left in the bottle. Because if it's clear, it would be harder to see how much was in there. There you go. Now, you know, that's the only reason why glass cleaner is blue. And I did the research on two different glass cleaners. They don't actually use the same dyes. They somewhat use different dyes. But the dyes have absolutely no chemical effect on the glass cleaner. And so, like... When people and they advertise like ah, uh, brand new formula and it's clear it's the same exact formula. But fun fact that was also part of my research. I was like I was looking into the formula of you know the, the glass cleaners. Turns out the formula for glass cleaner has not changed for the last forty five years. So every quote unquote new formula product is not new formula. It's actually the exact same formula. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know so don't spend your money on some like you know high brand glass cleaner it's all the same stuff great value glass cleaner is the exact same as windex glass cleaner that was part of my research now you know but the title <laughs> back to the main point of what i was saying the title of our presentation was battle of the blues which is like in reference to battle of the bulge which let's think a civil war battle I think maybe it was a World War II battle. I don't remember which war that was in, but my teacher he recognized that reference and he really liked it and complimented me on that. So hey, I guess I'm pretty good at my titles and stuff like that, but I also guess only men can appreciate that. I don't <laughs> I don't know why that is the case, but yeah, <laughs> either way, I responded to this email from my uh, government teacher on his compliment on my title, because I was bored. <laughs> but you know, also why Why not, might as well. And also I said thanks, right? I really enjoyed the class and all that stuff. It was a pretty decent class, I enjoyed the class. He brings a pretty great energy to the topic of government. He was pretty cool, he's a pretty cool guy. So you know, let him know that. Cause uh, you know, you never know when you might make someone's day Tell them that they're great at their job. You know, so it was a happy ending in the end i've been going on for freaking 17 minutes let's get into this <laughs> all right it is wednesday so you know what time it is. you gotta get your thinking caps on get that big brain activity going because doing some philosophical questions i got my little program already pulled out as i do every wednesday and we're gonna get it going let's check it out we got here I think I already did this one. Why did I not label that? No, I don't think we did We did a different version of this question. That's why. So I'm pretty sure I would have labeled it if I did. How do you define consciousness? No, I swear I already did this one. I swear I have. Like, <laughs> uh... I don't know if I did. So now I feel like I have to answer cause I don't know if I did do it or not. I don't want to answer it. <laughs> okay, I'll answer it anyway. Because I can't have I want to answer it. Okay, how do I define consciousness? Uh... I don't think we can't define conscien- consciousness at all because there is no way to prove it that any, that any one of us is conscious. Like, of course, we as humans, we say that we are conscious because we're humans. And, you know, that's what humans do. We tell ourselves that we are at the peak of everything. We are peak evolution, right? And so because of that, we define what that means we define what peak evolution means like that's pretty unfair in my opinion if you really think about it but like so we define consciousness based off of what we are as humans is that real consciousness we don't know but because we are humans we will say that we have consciousness and no other species has that type of consciousness and this is why i think i said i said that i answered this question but now i'm remembering that i didn't answer this question because the original question i was thinking of was do other animals or are other animals conscious and are they aware that they are thinking because i now remember about the mirror test that i researched about monkeys and apes and orangutans so they're not all the same thing (laughs) but I think if you were to go with the definition the human definition of consciousness I think that one being able to recognize the fact that you exist I guess you could say like recognizing the fact that you exist you are a living creature you have thoughts you can think about the fact that you have thoughts like there's there's like levels to it you know what I'm saying like every creature quote-unquote, technically has thoughts, I would assume, but maybe not in-depth thoughts, right? And then maybe not the ability to actually think about the fact that they are thinking. I mean, they may not be able to realize that they are having thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes sense. And that's what, that leads to the whole mirror test, which I talked about in that last uh the last full Talk questions episode uh but being able to recognize yourself in a mirror like in a way that defines consciousness because you are able to differentiate reality f- or not reality we were able to differentiate between like you and a reflection and you know that it is you and that in itself is like understanding that you exist because another animal looking at the reflection and thinking that it's a different animal, in a way, I kind of find like they don't understand their existence or it could be the fact they don't understand reflections. But, you know, (laughs) I feel like understanding reflections is understanding existence and that in itself leads to the definition of consciousness and understanding that you are conscious. So how I would define consciousness Is being able, or how do I define consciousness? I would say is being able to understand the fact that you exist and being able to think about having thoughts. Yeah, it's pretty simple. (laughs) Let's keep it pushing. Does knowledge have intrinsic value? It doesn't need to have practical use to have value. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh because not all hold on now can i say that well actually i think all knowledge in and of itself has intrigued it has has practical value in one way or another right because like what i was going to reference is like philosophy for one philosophy in, in it in a sense is knowledge it's the the search of knowledge the search for not actually the search of knowledge the the expansion of knowledge on a more metaphysical in a more metaphysical way i guess you can say i would say okay that doesn't necessarily have practical value but i would say it also does have practical value because it's with that knowledge that it can be applied to your day-to-day life to either improve that could improve uh, your everyday life so does knowledge have intrinsic value or does it have to practical use I think knowledge in and of itself I think the intrinsic knowledge of what the intrinsic value of knowledge is that it has practical value I think all knowledge has practical value in general I can't think of anything like any form of knowledge that does not have practical value in one way or another, right? Like, yeah, no, like like you could say like, okay, here are a bunch of useless facts, right? That's knowledge, but those useless facts definitely have a practical value. may not be practical to you or to the general mass of people, but it's practical it has practical value to someone. Like hold on, see now I gotta we're gonna look up some useless facts real quick just so I can see if I can prove my point not to you but to myself. Useless facts. Okay. Rubber bands last longer than appreciated. That has a practical value. Edgar Allan Poe, married his thirteen year old cousin. Okay, maybe I'm wrong about everything I just said. <laughs> I, I mean, I, does that have any practical value? I don't think so. <laughs> so maybe. I mean, that actually may have practical value to somebody. So like, I, I can't. It has no practical value to me, but that also goes along with what I said that It may be useless to the mass group of people, but that would technically have value to someone. That may have value to someone, right? Like, first of all, some of the useless flags aren't even that useless. Jupiter is twice as large as all the other planets combined. That's not useless. That's pretty cool information to know. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Wait, no number from 1 to 999 includes letter A in its word form. Huh. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. A duh. Wow. Okay. The more you know. See that. First of all, that one has practical value. That could help you with spelling. So yes, <laughs> I think that all knowledge in and of itself has practical value of some form. Oh, that's just really interesting that Edgar Allan Poe married his thirteen-year-old cousin. I knew that he married his cousin. I did not know that she was thirteen. Interesting. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna move on from this. Uh, what number was this? This was number 56. I'm gonna try to document that so we don't repeat questions. Alright, let's run it again. Let's see what we get here. Oh, already did this one. Go again. How likely do you think it will be that humans will last another 1,000 years without killing ourselves off? I think very likely. Somewhat likely. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> my answer changed really fast <laughs> uh, it's like I, I, I said very likely originally become thinking that humans can be good people and so I was like you know there, there, there's a chance of a nuclear war but I don't think it would ever get to that because I think that in terms of governments they understand like okay so if we were to get into a nuclear war no one wins right Like, the country that wins still loses, because for one, the amount of nuclear fallout that would happen would be worldwide catastrophic, including the world, or the the country that quote-unquote won the war. So like, they wouldn't win, their crops would die, the drinking water would more than likely be contaminated... Like, there would be a lot of problems with that. So I'm like, okay, so yeah, I think that that in and of itself deters a uh, nuclear war. So I'm like, yeah, okay, very likely that we would last a thousand, another thousand years. But then I was like, global warming probably gonna kill us off. So, like, because, <laughs> so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. I'm about to go back to my browser so I can pull up the correct stats uh, so I don't lie to you guys. But global warming uh is a interesting problem to be solved because the way that we think we are like solving it as just human beings is not correct <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that made any sense uh but let me make the right no okay wait no 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 let's do green uh-huh, I spelled that wrong. And I need a pie chart so I can make sure I'm doing it right. Yes, that is the pie chart. Okay, so, like, the biggest contrib- con- contributor? contributor to uh, global warming, of course, is greenhouse gases, right? And now, everyone is really happy and proud that we are moving towards electric vehicles, right? Because electric vehicles are, you know, everyone, we're always told that vehicle emissions are the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases, which is absolutely not the case, right? So transportation in and of itself only contributes about 20% to greenhouse gas emissions, right? And also, understand that if you move to an electric vehicle, you aren't necessarily solving the greenhouse problem. It's just that instead of your car emitting those greenhouse gases, now the power plant supplying the power for your car is emitting those greenhouse gases. Like, you, you didn't really solve much, right? Right? <laughs> Like, that's just the fact of the matter, right? I'm not saying that electric vehicles are absolutely useless. I think they're a great start to to solving the problem. Okay, this is actually the exact part that I was looking for. Uh, but the biggest contributor to greenhouse gases is, is actually the supply of energy, not necessarily the consumption of said energy. So that is how we produce energy in and of itself so the electricity that you would put into your electric car has to come from somewhere it has to be produced by something and it's that uh, sector that actually does the most pollution so whether you drive a regular car or electric car the amount of greenhouse gases being emitted is just about the same like your difference or your contribution or lack thereof contribution is pretty much negligible, essentially. Also, when it comes to the idea of recycling, for one, yes, we I think everyone should recycle. Recycling is great. But all of us recycling doesn't really do much in terms of pollution because... The biggest polluters aren't residents. They're companies. They do the majority of pollution. So, like, we could all recycle all day long, but if companies don't change, and in in terms of companies, I'm talking more in, like, the industrial type of companies, not like, you know, your typical... Not not like your uh, consumer companies, like directly to consumers i'm talking more on the industrial end companies they do the most uh pollution also in terms of greenhouse gases and in terms of just actual trash pollution so like if they don't change that pollution is still going to be what it is matter it doesn't really matter how much you recycle but it is beneficial that we do recycle because at least we're not adding to that although the difference that we make whether we recycle or we don't recycle just like when it comes to the whole power deal and greenhouse gas deal, it's pretty much negligible, right? So to get back to the original question before I went on that tangent about all that stuff, escape, hold up, command H, yes. Uh, do I think humans will last another 1,000 years without killing ourselves off? I actually somewhat doubt that. Like, <laughs> I, I I think there's a chance If we solve those things, I think the thing that will kill us as a race, the human race, the thing that's most likely to kill us is global warming and pollution. That's just, that's like, that's the most likely way that we're all gonna die. More likely than, you know, a nuclear fallout. More likely than probably a comet, not a comet, an asteroid hitting Earth the more likely thing that will kill a human race is greenhouse gases and pollution. And the only way we can solve that is, one, yes, you know, us as people playing playing, playing our part, but, two, corporations and companies need to change the way they do things to actually make a difference in the world because we, as the public, can only do so much. And, yeah, you know... Yeah, I don't know what how this became a freaking, like, <laughs> like, a freaking TED Talk about pollution. Welcome to my TED Talk, by the way, about pollution. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that answers that question. And with that, we'll wrap it up there. We've been going on for a minute. If you enjoyed this episode, if you do the podcast, give it a like. Give it a follow, good writing, like it does. Let me know that you like it. Of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends because good friends give friends good things. And you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing. And if you want to, you can follow me on social media, or at least on, on Instagram, at GuyLetAd. And of course, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. You know what it is already. We've been there, done that. I have said this outro 167 times now. So, well, actually, did I have this outro at the beginning of the podcast? I don't think I did. So I'll subtract 10 from that number. I've said this outro 157 times now. So you know what it is. (laughs) Either way, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey, so post-recording John here, I guess you could say Editor John here, just one more thing that I wanted to add that was kind of interesting, did I change the audio on my mic? I think I did. Oh, John, what are you doing? Okay, <laughs> just one more thing that I wanted to add that was kind of funny, kind of like to the tail end of that whole thing. So like, for my government class, we had to do the whole like I side with quiz to like kind of, uh, it's like the, the test. It's online if you want to look it up. It's like eyesidewith.com or something like that. And you can take the test and it'll show you like what party and what like candidates you would most align with in terms of like your beliefs and how you feel about things. And funnily enough, the party that I got when I took the test was the Green Party. (laughs) And it's just funny because of what I just talked about at the end of the episode, how you know hard i went about pollution and greenhouse gases just something i wanted to add a little funny side note okay that's it i'm done i'm gonna finish editing this episode <laughs>